All hands, prepare for the Starfleet Escape Podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Stand by for transmission. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We're back to the Starfleet Escape Pod. You had to pick that name for the show, right? It's about the only words I can't say together. <laughs> Starfleet Escape Pod. On the Four-Eyed Radio Network. I still think you're saying fluoride. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It just sounds like fluoride. So this uh, week, this week we're gonna be talking about the villains of Star Trek. The villains. But first, we have an announcement. It's an amazing thing. After just four and a half decades, Star Trek is how old? Forty-six years old on September eighth, and that's about one third the age of William Shatner. <laughs> And uh, for those who were on Google on September 7th, uh, Google had an interactive Google Doodle. Is that what it's called? <laughs> yes. Yeah, a called Google Doodle? Yeah. Which was cool. You played with it today, right? I played with my <laughs> Doodle, yes. Yes, I did. I was surprised when I saw it. I didn't think I'd... I forgot the anniversary was this week, but mm-hmm. I was like, funny, they look red, yellow... Blue uniforms on a thing that looks like it's cardboard. Oh, it's got to be Star Trek. <laughs> Is that the, the original? Bridge? Yeah. Yeah. I. It was a little bit weird looking, though. Well, It's I just guess. a doodle, though. Yeah. Love to know who made it. Um, Usually they have somebody like a yeah, star drawer or something. Well, they have their people. <laughs> Call our people. Yeah. They, uh, they have a page that usually has that kind of info on it. Yeah. And... Also, for those who have Netflix, Star Trek Insurrection and Trekkies 2 are streaming, along with all of the episodes. I mean, here's the thing. Insurrection, we've been down this line before. Mm -hmm. It would have been a really good episode on The Next Generation. It would have been a decent episode. Yeah, it was a really horrible movie, especially with the two-level shuttlecraft. Remember the two-level shuttlecraft? Data was flying it. I think it oh, was like that. two levels. Yeah, that, was, that wasn't that was a shuttle. That was like a long-range runabout. Oh, a God, I forgot about those because they never used the runabouts other than in Deep Space Nine. There was one episode after the introduction in Deep Space Nine that the Enterprise-D uh, had it as well. Yeah, nobody used it. You know what I think? When you watch Star Trek, the motion picture, the original one, mm-hmm. when Kirk lands at Starfleet headquarters, that's the equivalent of the runabouts, I think. I, like Earth-moving yeah, runabouts. Yeah, I, I feel like that w- those were sublight, though. I could be I wrong. hope so. Yeah. On Earth? Well, when they're Whoa! on Earth, yeah. So, we have the anniversary, and we have Insurrection and Trekkies. Watch Trekkies, it's pretty good. Trekkies 2. Anything with Denise Crosby in it, it probably is pretty good. Except for the first season of Of Star Trek. (laughs) The Next Generation. generation. (laughs) I mean, look at, at, she was what, Sela? Sela? Yeah. We're actually going to get to her. I know, but she became that character later on, which was supposed to be her in the past on the Enterprise C. Mm Mm-hmm. She got captured, mm-hmm. Tashia, yeah. and had a daughter with a Romulan. Right. Uh, anyways, 
And her daughter becomes a, what, a sub-commander? Something like that. In the Romulan, yeah. and all of a sudden she shows up. And then ex- but she was a bad guy, right? Well, she's a Romulan. So at the time, the Romulans were bad guys, right? Yeah. I don't want to hear about this. They're good guys. They're bad guys. <laughs> but they're good bad guys. Anyways, so this week, this brings us to our topic. Yes. Villains. The villains. So we start with TOS, or as I like to call it, Toss. Because <laughs> I usually toss it in the barrel. I don't really like the original series that much. Right, I think we talked about yeah. that. Yeah. So, what in Toss? Which ones do we have, the villains? And and the movies, we're putting the movies in the, the right. first six movies. First well, six. The first five, let's be honest. The first five. The fifth one was skipping right over. <laughs> Remember, six is five now. Okay. Go ahead. So no list of villains would be complete without the Klingons. Yeah, because they were the uh, alpha villains. Yeah. They were the original. Right. Because in the 60s, what the show was really supposed to be was a retrospect on current happenings in the 60s. Right. So the Klingons were the Russians, and the Vulcans were the West Germans, and the East Germans were the Romulans. Okay. Because they kind of were bad guys, too. Oh, yeah. Because they were off the... The Russian, you know. Yeah, the Russians were bad. The Klingons are the <laughs> alpha male, baby. Yeah. What did you like about the Klingons? Now, the original series wasn't exactly my favorite. I can't really recall many episodes with the Klingons, but I remember them being there. Yeah, you remember <laughs> them, but they look more like Middle Eastern gentlemen with shiny uniforms on. Yeah. They were painted tan, dark tan. Right. They made them all that color, and then they put them in shiny uniforms with sashes. Right. And that's where Worf gets his sash from right. in The Next Generation. But they weren't the uniforms we're used to. Oh, no. And that was one of the disconnects between the original series and the first movie and then further on. Yeah. And or it, the uniforms and the makeup. And it comes back to bite them because something they have to reconcile. Why are there ridges and no ridges? Right, well... Enterprise, I think, did a good job explaining that. Yeah, it was a uh, virus. Yeah, a virus that, that was... That Dr. Soon... Wasn't it Dr. Soon? Um, well, not the original one, but the one, his predecessor, his great-great-great-grandson or something, um, grandfather. Right, he... Created the oddments. Right, don't remember exactly how it became a virus. I think the Klingon stole the DNA Technology. sample. Uh, what happened was Khan, the predecessor to Khan, basically, was the Augments, correct? No, no, I'm sorry. The Augments originally were Khan. Right. And they took that technology after it had been banned mm-hmm. and soon tried to improve on it. Right. Illegally. Right. And he took and created the Augments. Mm-hmm. And then the virus was stolen by the Klingons. Right. And it was used on their people, guinea pigs almost, in a military fashion. Mm-hmm. Basically what they did was they tested it out on the Klingons, and it ended up being a virus. And it, no. what was it, it took away their... It took away their ridges, uh, but I assume that it also made them stronger, yes. I would think. And that's, the Klingons are typically stronger than humans. Right. Uh, overall. Mm-hmm. I think it also took away their fashionable uniforms because <laughs> in the original they had to have those cloth uniforms. Whereas later on it is silver, but right. it's all the metal. Yeah, it's metal. Which I think the uniforms are cool. Yeah, it's it's not, like a yeah. medieval uniform. Yeah. I think they have one of the coolest uniforms. 
and, and the Star dumbest Trek. looking ships. I disagree. Internally? Oh, internally? I guess internally, but I always loved the Bird of Prey. It was, uh, I think it's my favorite starship design. I have, I don't know, countless uh, birds model Birds of Prey around my house. Really? I don't see any. Well, not here, but... <laughs> in your in, bedroom? In the other room, yeah. Whoa. And I have... <laughs> Christmas he ornaments. snuggles with them at night. I time. have like like two or three clean on birds of prey, exactly the same one. Do you have the Romulan? I don't. So like there's the newer Warbirds. They oh, did the Warbirds. Cool, they did a cool transition. It mm-hmm. didn't look like the old ones, but oh, not at all. Yeah, because they would have looked like Klingon. The Klingons are the number one villain. However, let's get on with this. We'll go back. Mm-hmm. Two of the sub characters in the Klingon group are Kang and Kor. They're like the... If they're the alpha characters mm-hmm. in that group. Okay. Um, where we see later on, they bring up Kaelas and all of that. Mm-hmm. These really were the true origins of the Klingons in the show. Right. They were the two. The reason I said put them on this list is because, like I said, they're the alphas. They're the mm-hmm. original. Right. Who do you think of when you see the original series. You think of those two. Even if you don't know their names or the the actresses that play in them, you mm-hmm. know the face. Right. Because they had those... And they also had those <laughs> eyebrows that were, like, yeah. tweaked up. Right. Not unlike the Vulcan eyes, but yeah. similar. Worf had that, too. Yeah, they were bushy. Yeah. 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 So, going next down the list, we get off them. And who's next, Aaron? Uh, the Romulans. So the claim, uh, the Romulans, what mm-hmm. was the difference, what was their big claim to fame? Well, my favorite episode with the Romulans involves uh, an unnamed character, uh, just referred to as the Romulan commander uh, from the episode Balance of Terror. Uh, you might also uh, know him as Spock's dad. Mark Leonard. <laughs> Mark Leonard. Yes, he played a bad guy originally. Right. And when he played such a great Romulan, they're like, well, let's try Vulcan. Yeah, what I was reading, it appears that he was on a list to replace uh, Leonard Nimoy as Spock. Uh, so That would have been a big mistake. <laughs> I don't think Mark Leonard could do justice to that character oh, like no. Leonard Nimoy yeah, could. Yeah, Leonard Nimoy you know, is outstanding as Spock. Yes, <laughs> but... Mark Leonard is really good as Sarek because it takes mm-hmm. a different character for that. Right. Sarek, in the storyline, throughout the movies and the original series, is very stoic. Mm-hmm. Very quiet. Yeah. Doesn't pure get involved Vulcan. unless he needs to be. Yeah, pure Vulcan. Yeah. However, throughout the later series, the movies, and in J.J.'s <laughs> re- retelling, which right. there's your friend again in yeah, J.J. J.J. They make him seem more human on the side. He can't appear it to the rest of Vulcan because mm-hmm. it would undermine his job. Right. But to Spock, I think he tried to be more human for him in a, in a, a sort of way. I guess. I feel like the, You're wrong. the character in J.J.'s JJ. wasn't as true to the TOS character. You don't think so? No, nah, because... If we look at Star Trek V, mm-hmm. where we see Spock's birth in Star Trek V. He's so human. He doesn't acknowledge him, <laughs> pretty much. He's no, like, the, whole, he's human. the whole thing was supposed to be Cyborg was his favorite. Yeah. 
But anyways, we're getting into the heroes right now. This is the villain. So he's lovingly referred to as the bot commander because what did we find out? It Uh, stands for... Balance of Terror. Bot. I thought it was like just the... Just his name. Pet name. Shatner came up with or something. (laughs) But anyways... Or maybe because he was acting like a robot because he's Romulan. He was really good oh, as that yeah. character. Awesome. And if you watch that episode, it really frames what the the Romulans are mm-hmm. later on. Because they don't really show up as much in the original series as the Klingons did. Yeah, the, there was a couple of good episodes with Romulans. I feel like the Romulan episodes stand out in my mind. More than the Klingon? Yeah. You're just disagreeing with me, aren't you? <laughs> no, well, the, I feel like the Klingon episodes are... I don't know. I, I don't know the proper way to explain it, but... They the, weren't developed enough? Maybe. Maybe that's that's it. The, the Romulans also had the cloaking device. I, I remember, you know, uh, Kirk dressing up as a Romulan and going over to the Romulan ship trying to steal the cloaking device. That, you know, pops in my brain. I, I forget what episode that is, but... Yeah. I think the Enterprise... You never saw Kirk dress up as a Klingon. No. I, I think the episode name is The Enterprise Incident. Could be. I think. I think that's the name. we got to get those names. See, I watch shows, and I forget their names almost instantly. There's only a handful of shows that I... Throughout the different shows... Right. ...that I remember the names. Yeah. Uh, the Cage. <laughs> yeah. Where No Man Has Gone. All Good Things. Oh, yeah. All Good Things. Um... And none of Voyager's names. I don't know. I don't well, know no, I know, <laughs> I know a couple because those are the horrible. ones I avoid. How about the Year of Hell? That was Voyager. That was Voyager. that was actually a good Voyager episode. But anyways, I know why I liked that. Why didn't you like it? No, no, why I liked it. Why did you like it? Voyager Make got mind, destroyed. Voyager <laughs> got destroyed with Kate Janeway too, right? Yeah. So Dude. let's get back to the list. Okay. Besides. The original series, we also put down a couple of names of Klingons and Romulans. Not really Romulans, but Klingons yeah. that stuck out in the movies. General Chang. Okay. General Chang was played by Christopher Plummer. Right. Which was brilliant oh, yeah. for what he did. Mm-hmm. And you know, we would have thought an actor of that scope would actually... A man that was in... Oh, what's the name of the movie with Julie Andrews there? Oh, Sound of Music. The Hills are Alive with the Sound of Music. Um... Is that the name of the movie? No. Is it The Sound of Music? I think so. Yeah, okay, The Sound of Music. That shows you how much I like it. But he was renowned for that. Was he? Yes. And he plays a Klingon. In some people's minds, that would be like, oh, oh. But he was really good at it. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was the ultimate bad guy in that movie. Mm -hmm. You didn't know whether to trust him, like him, hate him, you know, feel for him. Mm Mm-hmm. He played all of it well because he was there representing the old empire. Chang was the ultimate there. Mm-hmm. Besides him, we also have Krug. Right. And that one is Christopher Lloyd's. Uh, we also have a couple of... Uh, we have a couple of honorable mention... Marty! Uh, ...villains. So one of my favorite is the Doomsday Machine. Now, how can a machine be a villain? Well, because it's destroying planets. I guess. But what is the Doomsday Machine do? Okay, so the Doomsday Machine comes in from outside the galaxy. And its sole mission 
is to devour entire solar systems. That's pretty mean. Yeah. So it was probably a device that was created by one faction, similar to... To destroy another. To destroy another. And it probably ended up destroying everyone, similar to um, the arms race in the 60s. Yes. It didn't matter who killed who, but Mm -hmm. as long as you did it first. Right. There was no winner Mm -hmm. in those situations, but it was just out there, right? It was just aimlessly going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It would have continued going if uh, they didn't destroy it. And how did they destroy it? So they sent a Constitution-class starship. Uh, I can't remember the name of that particular starship, but they send it in... It wasn't the Constellation. Uh, Was it the Constellation? Could have been, because that comes up in my mind as being... It could have been. It was um, Commodore Decker's ship, and they self-destructed inside the mouth of the Doomsday Machine, and that effectively destroys it. Needed a real good orthodontist after that one. <laughs> yeah, I remember that vaguely that they just they used that, and that's the first time we see the self destruct used to destroy something. Right. Of course, it wasn't as as grand as the one in Star Trek Three. <laughs> right. I. Uh, you remember when the br- the whole. Yeah, I guess not. No. Yeah, because it was basic cable. I mean, not even. It was, was UHF. 1960. Yeah, seven, maybe 68. Yeah. So who's next on your honorable, unhonorable mentions? Uh, so we have... Gary uh, Mitchell. Gary Mitchell. He was a good guy, too, originally. Originally. He Kirk's was friend. Kirk's friend yeah. from the Academy. Mm-hmm. Cheated off his exams. <laughs> I don't know. But he's supposed to be his friend. Right. And then his friend turns out to be a real jerk and has silver eyes. Right, and we mentioned that in the first episode. And why did he have silver eyes? Uh, his uh, ESP levels spiked. Because in, he went where? Uh, through the galactic, galactic barrier. barrier. But not the one in five. No, that's the one in the middle, in the center of the galaxy. Yes. So Gary Mitchell... What what was he able to do? He had like superhuman powers. Right. He, you know, could have things fly over to him, lightning bolts. Like you know, why they got rid of him, right? Why is that? Well, Chatner thought he could do all of that in real <laughs> life, so he didn't want somebody doing it in the <laughs> so show. He was afraid. <laughs> Anyways, good character. How did they end up stopping Gary Mitchell? They kill him. <laughs> okay. That's pretty... <laughs> and then they pretty, leave him on They Delta leave him Vega. on that planet. Yeah. Delta and it's Vega. Delta Vega. Yeah. Which, funny. Yeah. That's where Kirk lands in the J.J. Abrams one. Right. But they say it's, oh, it's a different, it's a different Delta Vega. Different Delta Vega. Yeah. How many Delta Vegas can there be out there? I don't know. You know, even if there was another Earth, mm-hmm. even that show called it Earth 2. Right. Not, you know, Earth. Yeah. But, all right. Who's next? So we have Viger. And it's funny because the real name is what? When they Voyager. Voyager. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that one of the shows would be Voyager later on. Anyways, right. but Viger was what? Originally a probe from NASA. Probe always sounds so <laughs> uninviting. That apparently gets lost 
in space. like oh it gets lost in space. Show. That's another uh, show. We can't say that word. I think it goes through like a black hole yes. or something and winds up on the other side of the galaxy, uh, probably. And then this planet where mechanisms live. Mm-hmm. Think it is a a visitor from planet Earth, right? Oh well, it's obviously damaged. They, they fix it. They fix it. They look at the programming, and its program is to learn all it can, and then return bring, to the sender. Return to the creator. Yeah. Address unknown. <laughs> no such number. Well, the address is known. It's Earth. What's supposed to do on that one? My my thing is, was the planet that it went to the people that fixed it? The mm-hmm. the beings. They right. were me- mechanisms, right? I believe so. Yeah. So, which brings up my thing that Aaron always disagrees with, yeah. but I believe it is the beginning of the Borg. Right. And as we mentioned before in the video game Star Trek Legacy, there's this uh, video clip that explains that theory. And says that's what it is, but it's mm-hmm. not canon. No, it's not canon. I agree with you. I don't think they were originally that. Right. But I think the way things came out, it would be really smart to join the two. No, it would. Yeah. Um, in some kind of fashion. You just don't want me to be I right. I think no. if they did it in JJ's. JJ. Uh, Star Trek. Then JJ. they could introduce the Borg. Has he called you lately, by the way? No. JJ. He, he doesn't answer my voicemails. Nobody does, so let's be <laughs> honest. But yes, I think it would be cool to do that. I think yeah. one of the movies he makes, if he does a third. Oh, there will be a third. Uh, should be, be the Borg. Should be the Borg. I, well, from what I heard, two well, and the th- Swedish cousins, <laughs> the Berg. The Star Trek two and three is supposed to be joined. Uh, be joined, just yeah. like in the original. Right. Which brings me back to the other thing you disagree with me. <laughs> what about, the whole con issue? Uh, you know the guy we forgot in the beginning. Yeah. All right. So let's go back and explain that one person. Which person? Khan. We never. Oh, got Khan. To him. Oh, yeah, Khan. Khan. So probably, probably, one of, if not the most famous. Villain no, the most Star famous. Trek? Most That's famous? the most famous because he's in both situations. Mm-hmm. He's uh, basically the same character, same everything. It was a crossover, right? And there's so much evil in this guy. Well, he, you know, seeking revenge. <laughs> revenge yeah. is a dish best served, served cold. cold. And he said that, and so did General Chang. Mm. Well, it's a Klingon, Klingon proverb, proverb. Yeah. but not a, when not a, when Khan said it. No, it was. Is that what he said it as? Yeah, yeah. I have a book of Klingon proverbs. You can read. I can. English, I can't read Klingon yet. Yet we got to learn <laughs> that. We need to. Learn. I also I also have the dictionary. So we can learn some phrases. And I have an app on my phone, actually. What's the app on your phone? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's an uh, app. What does it do? It teaches you Klingon. I, I forget the name. Isn't um, Klingon... Sounds like German to me. It's a very gut, uh, guttural language. Uh, t- <laughs> too bad no one can hear that. Let's try it again. to work <laughs> I work in IT I can get this to work <laughs> meanwhile okay well 
Who's well. the next? Well, <laughs> Khan himself, the yeah. carryover. Uh-huh. In Star Trek II, the best thing about it was they connected the story. He had been on a planet. Where did they leave him originally? I forget what the planet was. Seti but... Alpha. Oh, yeah. Seti Alpha... Five. But they Five. thought they saw they went to the planet Seti Alpha 6. No, there was, uh, like, an explosion or something. Seti and... Alpha 6 um, flew out of its um, orbit. orbit and hit Seti Alpha 5, pushing it into its... Theoretically, its orbit. Yeah. And made it the same type of planet. Yeah. And they thought it was... I mean, because Chekhov would have known not to land... Right. But he knows it right away when they see him. I think the best thing about him was that he was revenging. In the original series, Mm -hmm. he was trying to take control of the Enterprise. Right. He wanted to take it. So he was a purely bad villain. Mm -hmm. Almost like the idea of being on steroids. That's what the genetics did to them. Mm -hmm. Is the equivalent of our steroid or drug-induced maniac type. Yeah reaction. But in the movie it was much more because not only had Kirk stranded him, him. Uh, yeah. but he stranded him. Mm-hmm. Him and his family because there were family members and other families mm-hmm. and his wife. And yeah. his wife got sick and he watched his wife die. Mm-hmm. And that totally Yeah, that's threw what him over the that's, that's why he him. revenges. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with he wants to take the ship. Mhm. Now, at first, in the movie, you can see he wants to get off the planet, but then it's about getting Admiral Kirk. Right. And that's why it's interesting. How would you feel if your wife was... You were stranded there, whether you were right, wrong, or indifferent. Did Kirk have the right to strand them? Well, he left them on a habitable planet. However... It it wasn't Kirk's fault that, you know... Khan tried to kill him. Yeah. But he also... He did strand them there. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get off. There was nobody right. else there. Mm-hmm. Things could have happened. Yeah. And how do you explain that to Starfleet? Uh, I don't know. There'd be a lot of paperwork on that one. I guess. But Khan is very, very complex. Mm-hmm. But in the end, what gets him is his own vengeance. He's so stuck on getting Kirk that he's never able to finish his whole agenda from the original series. He never gets a sh- he never gets out of the quadrant mm-hmm. or far away. Right. He doesn't get back to Earth where he wanted to go. Mm-hmm. That's where he wanted to go when they found him on the Botany Bay. He wanted to go back and be a you know, a leader of men on Earth. That was the whole point. Mm-hmm. And he was supposed to be superhuman. Right. So he could take over. Mm-hmm. And that never happened. His ego gets in the way. Right. His ego was writing checks his body couldn't cash. Right. All right, so now that we're through Khan, let's keep going with the... With the honorable... Unhonorable mentions. mentions. <laughs> yeah, I guess it should be... Unhonorable, yeah. yeah. Well, we have it on here, uh, the whale probe. It I never mean, has a name. Right, and it it's not exactly a villain. Okay, hold on. Does that really sound right? What's the name? <laughs> whale probe. I don't think there was a whale probe, let's be honest. <laughs> it was the probe looking for the whales. Oh, no, but yeah. It wasn't a whale probe. I think that's what an ocean artist uses. I think that's always referred to as the whale probe. Have you ever seen a whale probe? <laughs> no. I don't plan on seeing a whale probe. <laughs> if you see somebody with one behind you and they put on <laughs> gloves, get out of the way. Anyways... The whale probe comes to Earth. There's no disc- and I like I liked 
now that I look at it, when I was a kid, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Now that I look at it, it's a great movie because it was out of the realm of Star Trek. Right. It had a real current day issue, just like the original series did. Right. It dealt with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it told people how you should feel about certain things, made you feel all warm and fuzzy in Star <laughs> Trek way. Right. But it also took them out of their element. So yeah. it was, you know. But the probe itself was always so weird. Yes, yeah, it definitely... did so much damage, mm-hmm. and almost destroyed Earth and everything on it. Right. And yet it pulls its soccer ball back in because, by the way, that's what it looks like. That thing that comes out of it yeah. looks like a soccer ball that's lit up. Pulls it back and goes. Wouldn't they track it? You would think uh, where it goes. Yeah, to see where it came from or where it would go or. It doesn't, I'm sure it doesn't just cease to exist or function. Yeah, I don't know. They've never explained that. I mean, we go back to its planet and we'll probe every one of them. (laughs) That's how you get back. But they never explain it. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things in Star Trek that I never like. They leave so many open endings. Right. You know, I know sci-fi is supposed to, but they made a whole movie about the the protagonist in this movie mm-hmm. was a cylindrical tube with a light and a ball that comes out of it. Right. Were they on drugs when they came <laughs> up with this one? What should we design as the bad guy? Let's see. We had a bad guy who was a Middle Eastern king or prince who was mm-hmm. fixed on roids. We had Viger that was huge. Why don't we just why don't we take a can of Pringles, <laughs> make a hole in it, uh-huh. put a light inside, cover it in black, right, and then pop out a soccer ball-looking little <laughs> styrofoam thing. Wait, I think it was meant to be mysterious. Yeah, it was. It definitely was. Maybe, but I mean, mysterious. They could have had Abe Vigoda <laughs> fly in over Earth and start going. Arr! I mean, come on, but. They never explain it at all. They never talk about it afterwards. Yeah, never again. I mean, it's like that elephant in the room. You remember when we went back and... (laughs) Remember when we fought that big cylindrical tube? I don't know what you're talking about. We Mm -hmm. all went on vacation. Yeah. So, who's the next? (laughs) So... Are you a god? Wrong movie, but... Yes. I will hurt him. How many times we mentioned this? Horribly. <laughs> he does say that, though. Yeah. Um, the God figure in Star Trek V. Right. Also, another unexplained phenomena. Right. Phenomena. <laughs> Anyways. And uh, he's at the center of the universe, on um, the galaxy. Yeah. Okay. Which, by the way, is a black hole. Right. A massive black, black hole. Black hole. Yeah. Well, they didn't know that back then. Shatner's acting career is in the <laughs> middle of... No, my, why do I pick on Shatner? I mean, yeah. it could be it could be George Takai's, too. For uh, it could be many people. Yeah, from that show. Yeah. Michelle Nichols never did anything. After. Uh, not that I can recall. No. no. She was in one movie, actually. It was a comedy movie. I forget what it was, but I've seen it. It was... Yeah. Uh, she was in a fan production of Star Trek. Yes. A couple years ago. Yes. Old lady in tight clothes. Don't want to see it. Anyways. So, God, he wanted to bring the Enterprise. Do you have a starship? And that's how we talk, too. It'll be your chariot. Yeah. Yeah. Cybok, the fool. 
Yeah. Now, does that mean that Cybok was being um, communicated with by that being? I don't think so. And he got his power to... That's the other thing. It never made any sense to me what he did that made people follow him. Mm -hmm. He kind of, like, put them to his chest, and that was it. Well, it was, like, some kind of... Mind. Mind meld, and, you know... Uh, it was like a therapy session, pretty yeah. much. They all feel and, you know, but he's, it was weird because then they do the thing with Spock and McCoy, which I thought mm -hmm. was the coolest part of that whole movie. Right. Because you got to see the past. Mm -hmm. They got a cure. That's what I, all I remember with McCoy. What yeah. happened two years, you know, two months later. They found a goddamn cure. Yeah. Was he communicating with that God thing? Mm-hmm. And do you believe it was some kind of demon? Do you think it was a just a sentient being that had more power? It was probably just a sentient being. But why was it stuck on a planet? Well, like we mentioned before, there were some non-canon sources, like books. I know, yeah. Uh, that say it was a member of the Q continuum that, that was, was imprisoned in the center of the galaxy. That would be cool if they connected that. Yeah, yeah. Like, Q goes out, steals the Enterprise, goes to the center <laughs> of the galaxy well, I don't again. Think, I don't think Q would need that. Oh, who knows? Yeah. It's a story mover, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. That's what they do. I guess. Why did John Delancey need to show up on the bridge of the Enterprise in the first place? He didn't. All he had to do was take the crew off and put him somewhere. Yeah, So that's true. Speaking of which, great actor. John DeLancey. Underrated, very good. Mm. Anyways, so the god, it's never explained in the end, just mm -hmm. like the whale probe right. or Voyager, V'ger. Yeah. It is explained, but it's not well, what happens at the end. Well, then it just goes off, yeah. right? Yeah, but the last... <laughs> on our list of honorable mentions. Uh, the Gorn. Which sounds a lot like Michael Dorn. Michael Dorn. Yes. Dorn. Uh, the so Gorn. So what were the Gorn? They were these strong lizard people. Yeah, they look like if Godzilla had like <laughs> a little baby. Right. That's what they look And they had uniforms too. Yeah. yeah. They were like vests. Right. So they put a Godzilla type costume mm -hmm. <laughs> with a vest on it. Right. Their ridges, they had ridges, yeah, they but they had were colored ridges. like gold. How? Remember they were goldish? I don't think so. I, I remember like silver they eyes. They didn't talk. No. Because they grunted or whatever. Yeah, they're lizards after all. I mean, I love what they did in Enterprise. They showed them in a... Oh, with the CGI. Yeah, that yeah. was awesome because that that's what cool. they should look like. Right. Like lizard men. Yeah. But... The go I mean, it looked like... Remember those things we used to punch as a child? Those <laughs> What? Those balloon things that would fall over and pop yeah. back up again? Yeah. They had one like that that was a Godzilla one. Oh, really? And that's what I think of every single time I see <laughs> Gorn. Yeah. I see Gorn quite often. <laughs> what? Gorn, not... No, 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 no. <laughs> or Michael Dorn. So those are the un... un, un Unhonorable mentions, but the Gorn. How many episodes did they? Have? Just one. Yeah, so it's. But it's, it was a memorable episode. Yeah, yeah. 
I think in memorable for whoever the guy was that was inside of it. I think in was it Dan McCready? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Oh, he played a rabbit once. <laughs> Never mind. I think in an up, in that uh, movie, uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent yes. Adventure, yes, they was, show yeah, that episode. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So moving on to the next generation. Speaking of John Delancey, yes, our first villain in. The next it generation. takes a villain to raise a child. <laughs> no, that's a villain. That's not that. right. Uh, so it was Q. Q. Did you ever find out why they call him Q? No. They never explained that. No. I mean, they're all Q. All the sentient beings that are of the Q continuum mm-hmm. are called Q. Right. Although, didn't he have like a nickname for his brother for the no. other one? No. No? I thought it was like our... Yes. <laughs> Maybe T. No. No. Uh, Mr. T, fool. Anyways. What? He would have been a good Q. Q. Mr. T? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it could have just been, like, the pronunciation was, like, it could Q. just sound like Q. Yeah. But it isn't actually the could letter. Could be spelled, like, Q-W-E-E-U or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or not even in our letters. English, yeah. yeah. It's... Unspeakable. Right. But do you have any favorite Q episodes? Yes. All of them. All Actually, of them? I like all of the Q shows. The only one I didn't like, and I don't know the name of it, was the one when he lost his power. Ah, yeah. On the Voyager, was it? No, he lost no, his No, it was on Next Generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that one because it was kind of... Mm. Yeah, that's where you see the other Q in that episode. The blonde one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he's on Voyager later on. Who? The other Q. No, it's a different Q. Oh, it is? Yeah. It's a Q, but it's a different Q. <laughs> it's a curly Q. And then vo- the crew of Voyager wind up at the Q continuum. Wouldn't that be everywhere? No. It was like a uh, like they made it in a form that the crew could, could understand. understand. So it was basically just like an old folksy uh, town. It w- wouldn't it be what you would think it would look like? Yeah. And people took turns being the scarecrow. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Ah, uh, Voyager. That was yeah. Voyager, right? That was Voyager. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's why I don't watch it. But Q was... The thing about The Next Generation was he was the best villain because he came around every season. He was always in... I think he's in every season. I'm and, not sure. And the best of all is, one, he brought the Borg into it. Yeah. Okay. They introdu- he introduces Federation. Three, and it, they the saw them, what, three years before they were supposed to do something like that? Because uh, they pushed yeah. them out so far. Yeah, I don't know if they gave it a date, but yeah. It was way before they were supposed to yeah. see them, though. Yeah. And that's why they changed their course, too, mm-hmm. or supposedly. Right. They changed that in the story later on, but... Yeah. And... Not only that, but Q tied the beginning to the end. Uh-huh, right. The whole idea of Picard's five-year mission, or a seven-year yeah. mission, yeah. was to answer Q's question, if you think about it. Yeah. The way he presents it at the end was, you know, he brings him back into that court. Right, the trial says, never ends. The trial never ends. Yeah. And basically puts him back on trial again yeah. and puts him through all good things. Right. Which was a cool way to end it. Yeah, that was an awesome episode. But he tied everything together. Yeah. 
and in the end, he even told them, "I'm not giving you the answer." Basically, yeah, you'll we'll just, find you'll out. find out. Which <laughs> I'm upset in the fact that I thought that one of the last movies mm-hmm. would have to do with that. It would have been cool if a movie had Q in it, yeah, and some kind of a trial. The end of that trial. That might be too hard to do. Too hard, probably too slowly paced for you know, a theatrical movie. But it would have been a cool idea. Yeah. Maybe three movies together. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing another Next Generation movie. Oh, yeah, As I long as too. it's good. Well, you could have the the Titan yeah. Riker's ship. Yeah, and have Picard on it somehow or something happens. Yeah. They well, get you, rejoined together. Yeah. You don't, well, you don't need... You don't really need to have he Picard pulled the, or... He pulled the Titan, mm-hmm. the Defiant, the Enterprise, uh-huh. Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and who else? Well, you can't pull Enterprise because that's... Imagine if you pulled them all together, like all the different ages. That would be interesting. Yeah. Uh, some kind of like temporal... Well, they did it with all the different types of Ds, remember? Yeah. And all good things. Wasn't that? Yeah, that was all good things, wasn't it? Well, that it? had three enterprises. Yeah, yeah. But there was one where there was tons well, of them. Yeah, remember? that was um, the episode that centered around Worf. Yes, and I liked how they changed like the bridge from each one. Yeah, that was a good episode. I liked that. I don't the remember barbarian the barbarian ones. The barbarians. There were ones that looked like um, cavemen. Oh well, that's because they were at war with the Borg. Which w- I guess brings us to our next... Uh, the Borg. Yeah, since we mentioned it with the Q and, and then the with that. Borg. Yeah, so the Borg... It really does sound like some kind of Scandinavian group. Q and the Borg. Yeah, I wish they uh, came up with a better name for the Borg. I, I realize it comes from Cyborg. But it had nothing else to put uh, yeah, together. A, a species or a... a a race of beings from the other side of the galaxy. I'm sorry, there's no worse species name than Species 8472. <laughs> Which was given to them... By the Borg. By the Borg. There's no name. Yeah. But the Borg are, I think, my favorite... Villains. Villain, yeah. They're actually, if you think about it, if you put a put aside the fact that you connected to humanity mm-hmm. and the Enterprise crew... Mm-hmm. The Borg aren't bad guys. I, essentially, their mission... They think they're doing the right thing. Yeah. They're like missionaries. Right. You know, just like the missionaries, the Catholic or Christian or whatever in the old days used to either say, convert, or we kill you. Yeah. That's, you know... Yeah. They don't give the choice, though. No. They Resistance yeah, is futile. Resistance is futile. <laughs> What in Italy? Feudal Italy? What feudal medieval ages? What? I hated that with data. Oh. Resistance is feudal. In uh, <laughs> first contact. Very good. <laughs> Mind freeze for a second there. So the Borg. I like the Borg as they exist in, in the next generation. In the next. Generation. The early next generation. Well, throughout the next generation. Well, they advanced a little. Advanced. <laughs> they advanced a little bit. During the show. Right. They showed that drones could be separated from mm-hmm. the hive. Right. That was Hugh. Hugh, yeah. But he did end up going back to them. Lore killed them. Well, but. he went back with them, but 
his influence ended up creating, creating the like ones a, that Law used. Yeah, like a splinter group. They still were connected. They were connected together, but not with the hive. The hive, yeah. the hive mind, yeah. Yeah, the higher hive. Which could prove to you that there was one mind controlling everything instead of just what we think of as everybody. Because the theory is, and I think this speaks to a current issue as well, mm-hmm. a collective is like a commune. Yeah. And if you think about it, it's almost what socialism is. You mm-hmm. join together under one mind, one thought, one feeling. There's no you know, differentiation. Everybody gets paid for doing work. You know, It's almost like anarchy. There has to be a leader in a group. It's mm-hmm. just natural. It's a natural order of things. Even mechanics can't get around that. Mm-hmm. There well, has to be... Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. In every natural, natural, natural system, <laughs> yeah. or in computers, we know computers, Yeah, you can't have a group of computers effectively work together without, in, in a domain, a domain controller. Mm-hmm. It may just be one part of the whole system, mm-hmm. but it controls what direction right. everything goes in. Uh-huh. That's how I think of the Borg. So they separated from that whole thing. Mm-hmm. But in theory, Hugh was their leader. No. You don't think so? No, because Lore became... The leader. The leader, because they were lost... Without a leader. W- without a leader. Which would make me believe the hot, the, the mind has to have one mind to control all yeah, the Yeah, there has to be one central thing, and each person connects to one thing. So there would one have to mission. be a central mind. Well, they would have to like work together in unison. Yeah. I just think that the whole idea of the queen, you don't like it. No, and we'll get to yeah, that we'll get later. to that, but yeah. I think that the Borg was quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I did like the fact that in the original they would cut open ships. Yeah, with they lasers. They didn't like destroy. No, take they samples. They would just pull you in. They were just so powerful that they could. Yeah, well, that was just to, uh, I guess, they had. see what the ship was made out but of. But when you saw the ship being diced, that yeah. was cool. Yeah. The pulling the pieces, the the bridge, out yeah. of the saucer section. Yeah, you could see the decks coming out. That yeah. was cool. That's when they really started getting good with the uh, effects. Yeah, well, but, that was season two, I think. Yeah. yeah. In the first season, they didn't have them. The second one was when they were introduced to them. The third one, they had a few more attacks. And then at the end of the third was the whole build-up. Yeah. And Picard becoming Locutus of Borg. Right. And the cliffhanger. Yeah. Locutus of Victor Borg. Anyways, <laughs> I like that whole... I would have put Locutus as its own separate thing because that was even a cool character. Anyways, the Borg lasted throughout all the series because from the first season they were even saying that was... Right. In, I think, the episode... Uh, I can't remember the name the of the episode. show, wasn't it, of the season? Uh, it could have been where the uh, bases along the neutral zone were destroyed. Being forcibly... <laughs> Dismantled. Uh, and we but didn't know who it was. That would mean they were really close, and they weren't that close yet. Well, could have been drones. It could have been smaller scout ships. ships. Yeah, scout ships. Because we, 
in the next generation, they have a small cube of uh, five drones. That's and they have what, that weird ship, too. That that's what he was in. And they had that ship, which I think in Voyager, uh, schematic says that that is a mine. A mine? Yeah. What's a m- It blows up? Yeah. Okay. It, it could have been like a smaller. It was, may have been Man, supposed to be a yeah. smaller one, but that was... It had exactly the same dimension uh, shape as what as, as that the, as that the ship, ship that in the original. They it was a weird looking ship. Yeah, very it's a bunch uh, of boxes. Yeah, and very unconventional for a Borg ship. It wasn't perfect. No. And then they did the they did the diamond. They had a diamond shaped one at one point in Voyager. Yeah, they did. And they yeah. had the circle, the sphere, the sphere in the movies. Uh, yep. And smaller cubes. No, what I did. Well, we'll. We'll just, get to it. We'll but. just well, we can jump yeah, into let's Voyager. Jump. Go ahead. Um, so the Borg are also in Voyager, and, and Deep Space Nine. They're in like one episode. Yeah, yeah. The pilot where Cisco's uh, ship is destroyed and he loses his wife, but as Go ahead. a as a main Voyager. enemy. Yep. Which makes sense since they're in the Delta Quadrant. The Borg originate in the Delta Quadrant. It makes sense. Uh, one of the ships mm-hmm. that the Borg utilize mm-hmm. is what they refer to. I don't know if the Borg refer to it as this, but it's referred to as like a battle cube where it has reinforced sections. Really? Yeah. A battle cube. Yeah. So but had, they never talk about it again, do they? No, I think they had it in like one episode. But it's like the standard cube. But then with, like, solid sections, which didn't make any sense to me. Solid? <laughs> like, solid. Like, yeah, like, like rock almost. Yeah, metal. Like, like how the other ones look you like just, through. like, build-up of, like, components. Yeah. These were just, like... This had, like, a wall. Yeah, yeah. Just like a ship would. Right, just like a ship. Here it is. It's in episode 26 of the first season, which I don't think any other season got that high in numbers for episodes. I think they were like 24, 23, and all well, the other I seasons. I don't know. But uh, it's called The Neutral Zone. That's what I thought it was called. Um, the director is James L. Conway. <laughs> um, it's Stardate 41986.0. This is where we find those uh, frozen... People from the twenty derelict satellite is found yep. containing cryon- cryonically frozen humans from the twenty first century. As the Enterprise is sent to investigate the destruction of outposts near the Romulan space, yeah, and we find out later what that is. And in yeah. fact, it is in episode twenty eight. So episode two of the second season. Okay. It's called Where Silence Has Lease. Okay. And it is the Enterprise becomes trapped in a spatial phenomena. Here they... Oh, no, that's the wrong one. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. It is... Which one is it, Aaron? Which one do you think it is? I'm not sure what you're looking for. for the first time the Borg show up. Uh, Q Hugh? Q yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode 42, so that's 16 of the second season. Um, and it's Q find, flings the Enterprise 7,000 light years. So it does have an actual mm. 
amount, 7,000 light years beyond Federation space, and introduces them to the deadly ball. Yeah, and that's actually not that far then. No. Because Voyager was flung 70,000. Yes, so one-tenth, but that's still a long way. Oh, yeah, yeah. What was it that was supposed to take them 10 years to get home? Take who? Oh, uh, Enterprise? Voyager. No, <laughs> Enterprise, yeah. When they get out there, it was like 10 years. Something like that, yeah. At full warp, which they couldn't do. And then the next time we see the Borg, next time on <laughs> Star Trek, The Next Generation. That's like what the guy sounded yeah. like. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> they had that blue thing. That was the only one that did that, too. Like, the blue, it said Star Trek The Next Generation, but it looked like it was on fire. Yeah, they had... It was, like, warping. And, like, yeah, it was Starfield. Yeah. And then the first season didn't even have the planets. For, wait, what? The beginning of The Next Generation, when he did the Space opening? The Next. No, yeah. there were planets. It they didn't just... move the same way, though. No, it didn't move. They went weird. By them, yeah. And, like, they went, like... Instead of going around Saturn, like mm-hmm. in some of, in the later seasons, it goes Saturn like goes like above, so yeah, like the goes, camera like, goes down. Ooh, yeah. So it, I always it thought different. that looked awkward. So here's another funny fact before we get back to the villains. Mm-hmm. Episode forty-eight of the original, well, yeah, of the original <laughs> of the Next Generation. Yeah. It's episode twenty-two of the second year. Actually, the last episode. Mm-hmm. of the season in season two is called Shades of Grey. Uh, if you think about that nowadays, yeah. all you have to do is put 50 before it and it's <laughs> going to be pretty awesome. No. Okay, so getting back to the list. Who's okay. next? So we have Lursa and Bator. Is that how you pronounce it? Bator? I, I think. Lursa and... The other ugly bitch. Anyway. Whoa, this is a family yes. show, Martin. The other ugly girl. They are kind of ugly, but uh, they're Klingon yeah. women. Yeah. Um, they were introduced in the next generation. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dora sisters. The Dora sisters, yeah. Um, and they were involved in the whole coup to take over the, uh, the Empire. Right. They wanted to be... They wanted the younger brother to take over as... No, it was... Was it the older brother? No, it was their nephew. Nephew. To take over as the uh, chancellor, right? Yeah. Or, or be on the council or something like that. No, to be the chancellor. The Klingon yeah. chancellor. Yeah. And they were trying to push it because they would basically run it as a puppet government. They'd be in charge. He'd do what they want. Yeah, he would just be a puppet. Yeah. He'd be a Kermit with a Klingon <laughs> uniform on. But it didn't happen. And that's when they brought in the whole Worf story. Yeah, well, Worf killed the Doras. No, he killed Doras. Oh, the, the, his, the, his the father. father. Yeah. And then they... Um, didn't they basically disown Worf? Um, he ends up being disowned, yeah. But that happened... Uh, Later on. No, that... I don't exactly remember when that happens, mm. but he accepts uh, the shame dishonor. of his father. Yeah, yep, yep. And they're all tied into that story, but the big thing is that the Duras sisters are involved mm-hmm. later on in different episodes. Yeah. And they're always after Picard. Right. Like the Klingons were after um, Kirk. Right. The renegade. Yeah. Picard was also the one sticking his nose in everybody's... Yep, well, I think 
a lot of Klingons respected Picard. It was kind of like the opposite of uh, Kirk. But there were the fringe element that would always after him. Yeah. You know. Well, he was the captain yeah. of the, the Federation, Federation flagship. They were involved in the uh, destruction. They caused the destruction of the Enterprise D. Yeah, they did. By what we mentioned before, mm-hmm. that little security breach called a visor on Geordi's head. Right. Twice that happened. Yeah. So they destro- they helped to destroy the Enterprise. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately. I really like the Enterprise D. You like your Atari 2600 too, right? I, I, I do. It's got the wood outlining because <laughs> God knows in the future in space we should have a wishbone-shaped cons- console that has 70-style wood. It's not a Buick from the <laughs> 1980s. It's the Enterprise. What? I don't know. It, I think it worked. You're right. You don't know. It no. worked. It worked for who? It worked for the Enterprise D. It, yeah. it wouldn't work for any other Not ship. now. You couldn't bring that back now. No. no. They'd be like, hmm, I'm going to plug in my Atari. <laughs> not that that would be a bad thing, but... I, I think the Enterprise bridge is better than Voyager's bridge. I think what it was supposed to look like is like an inviting area. It was more like yeah. a huge couch. It looks like that would be the shape of a huge couch. Actually, uh, in the art of Star Trek... It was supposed to be a couch. There was like a huge a um, table there. A table? Yeah, in that area. That would have worked out well. There was like a table where like you would like have your conference meetings and stuff. What like, are they doing? Right feng Shui? And then they had... Um, like random couches <laughs> for people to sit down. No, I just came up with it. You know what they call that? Ferengi shay. <laughs> a sway, whatever. Uh, yeah. They were going to have couches. Because it was going to be a uh, well, like luxury cruise yeah. liner. Yeah. Like in Saturday Night Live. Yeah. When they pull out the seats in the back, mm-hmm. in the original, I think, first few years, they are like cushioned seats. Yeah. And it pushes into the wall and yeah. it looks like a wall. Right. I like that. And I can that. remember that from the 70s and 80s. Oh, things okay. being like that. Yeah. I thought that was but, a cool design. Yeah, it was alright. Get it out of the way. I didn't agree with the seat at the wishbone later in Generations where Worf would mm. sit. You're right. What, he got so old that he couldn't stand anymore? Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. And they put the seats on the side where yeah. they used to be like panels. Of course, that was because of money, but... Yeah. Well... Didn't want to pay extras to man those stations mm. every week. Mm. It's a TV show. They spent a lot on fu- on um, on um, CGI. Yeah, well, we're paying Lucas yeah. to do it anyway. So <laughs> yeah. basically, that's how Lucas made money in the eighties. Yeah. At the end of the eighties, was Star Trek. But anyways, those two Klingons. Mm-hmm. were actually a big part of the next generation, right? believe it or not, and Worf's story. Oh, yeah. And obviously the destruction of the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. So we put them in as TNG, but I don't know. I think I would say they're unhonorable mentions, too. They're guess, unhonorable. Yeah. Yeah. You know what yeah. else? I, why else I would say they're un, uh, unhonorable mentions? Why is that? Because the producers and the directors of Generations decided it was too expensive to create a new Klingon bird of prey exploding 
<laughs> so they used the same film from Star Trek VI yep. to show their bird of prey exploding. Yeah. Cheap <laughs> fools. Stick with what works, works. I guess. Yeah, yeah, even though they were next to a planet in this one, it wasn't like... It could have just been in space somewhere. Space. Like facing away from the planet. The final frontier. <laughs> so who else we got on this list? So next we've got... All right, so we have some... Honorable Un- mentions. Yeah. Unhonorable. Un-honorable Let's just go mentions. through them because Gul Madred. Gul Madred. He's the... There are four lights. <laughs> He's the Cardassian that interrogates Picard in the episode Chain of Command. And who is he played by? Parts one and two. Played by David Warner. And who is David Warner? He also played Ambassador St. John Tabbit. In Star Trek V, and Chancellor Gorkon in Star Trek VI. And then the name Gul Madred comes from uh, the script. Does it? Yeah, it was uh, wasn't uh, said in the episode. So next, there are six and a half lights. What? Uh, next we have the Ferengi. The Ferengi. The what was supposed to be the new space trash. Yeah. They were supposed to be like the troublemakers in right. the next generation. Yeah. The problem being is they had cool they're ships. They're about four foot two. Right. I mean, they were short. Don't take this the wrong way. <laughs> I'm they were not shorter four than foot you. two. But look who they got playing them. Yeah. The guy who ended up playing Quark. Quark. Yeah. Played one of the originals. Yeah. And he's only like four foot five. Yeah. Mini. But they were supposed to be what? Traders. Right. But they were also be they were supposed to be like black market traders. Yeah. Well when we see them they when we whips. first see them Electric they're whips. They're military. Yes. And then they kinda go away from that later on. They had the whips too. Yeah, the, the electrical whips. whips. Yeah. I'm glad they never went back to those. Were they supposed to be into something <laughs> that the kids weren't supposed to know about? I don't know. I, I think they were just They were always to into be, girls. They were always going yeah. after, and then they had the yeah. Dabo girls. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, I think they were just trying to be different with the whips. Sex freaks of the space type. I remember them whipping Wolf? Riker. A Riker, yeah. <laughs> you enjoyed that, didn't I, you? I, well, I, they must have whipped everyone that was there. They must have whipped everyone <laughs> that was there. But Whip I, it. I remember particularly Riker. Yes. I remember seeing his face and then him falling down. And being covered in blue electricity. There are four <laughs> lights. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. Did, did you like the Ferengi? They were good as, like, a side character. Yeah. But, like you said, they changed the direction of what they were supposed to be so many different times. There was, yeah. like, the barters, mm-hmm. and then there was the military faction, which right. they wrote into the story of Picard's first command... Right, on the Stargazer. Yep. The, and the Picard maneuver. Yeah, comes from his encounter with the Ferengi. Where you basically end up behind them. Well, no, you end up in front of them so fast that they don't see it. Yeah, they well, they see two ships at once. Yeah. Yeah. And then they fire at They you. fire at the wrong ship. Yeah. yeah. And uh, basically you fire at them when they do that. Right. And it kills them. The ships weren't impressive, though. I thought they were cool. They looked like the wishbone in the middle of the <laughs> yeah, Enterprise. Yeah, they did. You're right. They okay. Did. It I looked th- like they took that, like they they thought of the 
Romulan bird of prey. It had to be like really center, you know, smaller than mm-hmm. the other ships. Right. And they really were much smaller. They were like the one Ferengi third the ship? size of the Enterprise. Uh, well, they were still impressive. And let's let's not forget, you don't really see their ships at all after the first couple of encounters. That's true. We do see it. I think we we see it a couple of times because the Ferengi do come in. They were in Deep Space Nine too. Well, yeah, Deep Space Nine because it's like a international gateway. Yeah, but you see. Well, I don't know if you. This is off track. Yeah. The episode where they wind up in 1947, Roswell. Yes, and Quark <laughs> is stuck there. Yeah. 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 And he's the alien that yeah. they were always talking about. Yeah. 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 He's like, what? And then they show them seeing each other speaking, and they're like... Yeah, like the Universal yeah, Translator was broken. broken. Yeah, It's always broken. And it's in their ear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that one must be the mother. <laughs> <laughs> it was Quark, right? Yeah. Yeah. The other uh, thing I didn't understand about them when they get further was their whole hierarchy, the Grand Nagus. Yeah. That was a little bit too far, especially since they started from a militaristic... Yeah. It was all about bartering and everything. Yeah. Um, the rules of acquisition. Right. It was a little bit too far, but they weren't a bad addition. It was a side character. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Quark was probably the best thing they ever had because he was able to be in any one of the stories. Right. So the Ferengi, I'd give him a B, you know? Yeah. C, C plus, maybe. Right. So after that... We have the crystalline entity, which was it's the entity that destroyed uh, the colony that Data was on. Yes, before he was on the Enterprise, right? Before he entered Starfleet. Yes, and then it shows up again. Yeah, it shows up. It found twice, I think. It found him. Yeah. Why did it? What was it doing? It was feeding. Yeah. Um, Much like the. Almost well, similar to Farpoint, the the creature at Farpoint was being held against its will. Right. But it also was an un, like unexplained yeah type of entity. So it was crystalline. Yeah. But it was cool how they showed it. Like, it was cool. Yeah. yeah. And actually, uh, another member of our list, Lore. Directly communicate, directly communicate with the crystalline entity. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that what drove him crazy? Drove who crazy? Law. Well, he was crazy before. No, yeah, it was always. But I thought there was some like something happened because of it. Like, lore is the one that brought him, brought the entity to Different the colony, places. yeah, and got him destroyed. Yeah. So he was like communicating with it. Yeah. Law was always a bad apple. Yeah. And the crystalline entity ends up being destroyed. By a frequency. Yeah. It it ends up shattering. Yeah. It's a frequency. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is they're, even though they need to destroy it, again, another story of, do we destroy this thing because it is, it's the only one we've ever seen. Yeah, it's a living creature. Yeah. But it's destroying other living creatures. Right. Well, they didn't have a chance to communicate with it, like the proper people to communicate with it to... It was a bad first contact. Yeah. Basically is what it is. That's what happens with bad first contact. Well, it was because of the mother of one of the colonists basically devote her life to the study... Destroying it. 
and the destroying the crystal line. They thought she was going to try to save it. Right. And she ended up because of her kids dying, was it? Yeah, her son. Yeah. Crazy woman. Yeah. But, you know, it'll make you do things. Yeah. All right, what's the next? Your uh, favorite character here. I think it's one of your favorites. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Uh, the hor- holographic Moriarty. As opposed to the real Moriarty. <laughs> yeah. There's what? no such thing. Uh, so He in- was a character mm-hmm. in Sherlock Holmes, obviously. Right. He was a character in one of Data's Sherlock Holmes mystery mm-hmm. um, holographic uh, holodeck suites. Right. And somehow he became sentient. Yeah, because Jordy asked the computer Jordy. to create a foe that was capable of defeating Data, not defeating Sherlock Holmes. So the computer made the character... Like Data. Well... Or better than Data. Which yeah. basically it gave it its own... Uh, did created another Data. Or, yeah. A mind a inside mind. of a yeah. artificial bottle. Right. Bottle. Body. <laughs> Body. Yeah. So what I found funny about that was, remember he took control of the Enterprise? Yeah. With, like, a steam engine? Yeah. Th- you'd think there, there would be, be lockouts secu- on that? More security for holodecks? No, you know how that happened? He borrowed Geordi's visor, <laughs> visor somehow got into the system. Yeah. There were so many holodeck malfunctions Issues. in the next generation. In Deep Space Nine. There I were some in that, I too. Re- I don't remember as many. Not as many, but... <laughs> there was always something on the holodeck. Well, look at it first contact. Look how mm-hmm. Picard destroys the Borg. Yeah, disable security. The safeties. Yeah. Which could happen. Safety protocols. And since those those ships now have like emitters all over the ship like for the doctor and everything Mm -hmm. theoretically that could be a problem they could come off the holodeck with weapons that work right (laughs) so i hope that the starfleet programmers that you know make the programs for the holodecks Hmm. and security. These are the same guys that made the visors, right? (laughs) Yeah, I guess. They were laid off from the visor company because they went out of business. Right. So he was a good foe, though. He was. was. And believe it or not, it's the guy who plays the butler in The Nanny, the TV (laughs) show The Nanny with Fran Dreschler. Dressler. Dressler, whatever the hell Whatever her name is. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Shantfield. Yeah. But... He was good at that character. Oh, yeah, yeah. And even he runs up against Picard. That was when they took the control of the ship. That was the second episode he was in. Where, no. Wasn't it? I think that was the first one, but he ends up creating this uh, illusion where they think... Think they're on the Enterprise. They think they left the holodeck, but they didn't. And then Moriarty leaves... The it makes them think. It makes them think that he's walking about the ship. Which is also what makes it so dangerous. Yeah. You could live in a dream and not know it. Right. There should be like a button where you can, you know. Yeah. That's what happened in Insurrection. At the end, they put the uh, enemy, Ruafo and his guys. Oh, in that. On, on that holodeck, the holodeck ship. Yeah. yeah. And they think it's their ship. Right. What I don't understand is they transport beam them. Mm-hmm. But they didn't realize they were being transported. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think it was because they were trying to create that so that the inhabitants of that planet would never know they were moved. 
I guess. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, different, a different kind of transporter beam. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just mentioned lore, but I think maybe we can talk about Watch him a little language. more. Hmm? Oh, lore. Lore. Okay. Uh, so he was also he was in a couple episodes. And you know who played him? <laughs> Enlighten me, Marty. <laughs> guy that looks almost exactly like Data. Yeah, that dude. Yeah. So Lore actually had the emotion chip. Right. But it was malfunctioning, which should happen with Data, too. Right. But Data dealt with it in a different way than Lore did. Right. Well, the, that chip... That chip. That went into Data, that came from Lore... Was made for Data. I know that. And right. he stole it from... Yeah, he made his father think he was Data. Right. Which is great. Wouldn't the creator maybe know the difference? Well, you would assume that... No, he was the same guy that created the visor and the holodeck. <laughs> well, I mean, besides programming, they're probably identical. But Lore was supposed to be the prototype. No, there were prototypes before Lore. But Lore was a prototype before Data. Well, Lore was basically a finished product, but because of the emotion chip, it... Malfunctioned. He built Data. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because remember, before, he was less... Bingo. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but before, he was less, yeah. He was one of the earlier prototypes. But was that true? Was it really built by his father, or was it uh, fabricated by the the Remans... You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Data where, doesn't even really know. Yeah, I don't know where they would find the pieces or the schematics. So what you do is when you go to the start button, you go right click on computer, <laughs> right. and it'll give you everything and properties about what. Oh, never mind. Right. So Law was a pretty bad bad guy. Yeah. Because he was strong. He was mm-hmm. intelligent. Right. He was vicious. Yeah. He was everything that Data wasn't. He was like the exact opposite. Yeah. Data was naive, liked humans, wanted to be more like them. Mm -hmm. Lowell wanted to be nothing like humans Mm -hmm. and use them. Right. To his own benefit. Yeah. And he could use contractions. (laughs) And that's how they caught him. Yeah. Uh, What was a couple of times they caught him that way. Yeah. I could see it. Let's, I mean, let us go (laughs) to the commissary. Right to you. Did you also, speaking of lore, Data, or all them, Uh did you ever notice in the movies how his eyes kept getting yellower and yellower (laughs) and yellower? The last movie he was in, his Mm -hmm. eyes were literally like neon yellow. I don't remember. Watch him sometime. And everybody out there, if you know what I'm talking about, Email or fax or f- what? Uh, Facebook. Us Morse code us. Morse code us. Yeah. Um, little fire on the priory. Let me smoke signals. <laughs> but let us know if you think the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Who's the next? So the conspiracy aliens. They were in the next generation. Next generation. And Deep Space Nine, right? No. That was a story that was coming out with that I told you about. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. But they were Must have been that good. It was good. Uh, But it was in uh, The Next Generation, season one, Mm because Riker didn't have a beard. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there were aliens from the Delta Quadrant. And he didn't use contractions. (laughs) Uh, They were aliens from the Delta Quadrant that basically... Took over your body. Took you over, yeah. And made you do things. Mm -hmm. Horrible things. (laughs) 
And basically, they were work. They would take over a person, learn what they did, and go around the ship, act normal. But there was always two of them, wasn't there? They'd like converse between each other. Well, there were a couple. It hmm. one of the ways you could tell their their bodies got stronger. <laughs> their bodies got stronger. Yeah, and they had the, a bump on the back. Up didn't the they? back, there was like this little. Tail tail piece that stuck out so that they could breathe. Yes. <laughs> the animals, the conspiracy But they couldn't pull breathe. them forcibly out because it would break the spinal column. Wasn't that what was, They had to have them removed. Yeah, I don't think anyone was removed. I think everyone that had it uh, was killed. Yes. And there was uh, a, like a mother... Um, <laughs> a mother... You mother. A mother conspiracy alien uh, that was much bigger than the I'm other I'm surprised aliens. they didn't do anything else with that story. Right. Because at the they end were supposed of, to, right? At the end of the episode, yeah. they send a signal back out to the Delta Quadrant. Sounds like the Borg, doesn't it? It does, but not with those aliens. Yeah, I know, but you know what I'm saying? They sent yeah. a signal out to the Delta Quadrant. Maybe yeah. they were going to be the original. Maybe. But yeah, not even Voyager caught up with them. That would have been a good episode. To tie those together. Yeah. Voyager. Instead, An actual real mess... <laughs> a real episode instead of a mesopode. <laughs> what? A mesopode. E- episode. So mesopode. Yeah, mesopode. Mesopode. Yeah, mesopode. What are you talking about? I'm trying about? to say mess of an episode, so I put them <laughs> together, so now they're mess episode. Oh, they're called Voyager. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 I know. So next on the list... Did you say Doctor Who? No. Doctor what? Anyways, <laughs> uh, that was a mess of a series. Is, we, we mentioned her before. Yep. Uh, just Is it Sela, Sela, Sela can't... What is it? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's Sela. 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 Maybe Sela. Sela. I know I it's a know. weird pronunciation yeah. of it because it's Romulan. Yeah. She was the daughter, the offspring of Tasha Yar and Romulan. Right. From when Tasha, when they changed the timeline in, what was the name of the movie? Was it Timeline? Uh, yesterday's, yesterday's Enterprise. Yesterday's Enterprise. Mm-hmm. When they changed the timeline and the Enterprise changed and the D right. changed. Tashia was still alive because it would she wouldn't have never met up with that oil BP mm-hmm. evil whatever it is. <laughs> what is it called? We have it later. No, we don't. We, we don't. Have it on we here. didn't put it on there. No, but it's, you know what I'm talking. Yeah, I know what's what his name? About. Do you know? No. Anyways, <laughs> she doesn't die, so she's yeah. on the bridge. Right. And what happens is, and by the way, in that episode, yeah. does Worf wear a Worf isn't on the Enterprise because it's still no, he, a war yeah, with the Klingons. Right. He's not in, he was never born technically. In yesterday's Enterprise, he, there was no Worf. There was no Worf on the Enterprise. Yeah. There was no Worf probably. Well, I don't know. She's on there. Mm-hmm. When they go back, she volunteers because she kind of finds out that she's going to die. Right. Which doesn't make any, a hell of a lot of sense either. Yeah. Because they wouldn't know that. Right. But they go back. Mm-hmm. She gets imprisoned uh, after the fight there, where was it? Uh, Narenda 3. I just thought it was Camp Kev- Kitima. No. I thought there was a fight at Kitima too. 
that was where Worf was. Okay, never mind. So yes, whatever that planet was called. What was it? Narenda 3. Okay. Neverending Story 3. Mm-hmm. Um, Narenda 3. They take a prisoner, right. which is supposed to be, what, 80 years before? No, it's like 40 years. 40 years before. Yeah, it's one of the shortest in-between times. Yeah. And she, I guess, falls in love with a Romulan, and Sila is born. Right. Well, I don't, she doesn't fall in love with him. I think uh, Tasha is is killed. Mm-hmm. Um, the baby is... Yeah, because she takes the mother... Uh, mm-hmm. Not sorry. She takes the daughter and tries to escape in the night. The they kill her. kid, you know, cries out, and they find her and kill Tasha. So she's got a lot of baggage. Yeah. And evidently she tries to plot revenge against the Enterprise. Or not the Enterprise per se, but just the Federation, the Federation in general. The UFP. Right. Baby. Mm-hmm. So... She ends up in, what, two episodes, I think? I think it's like two. Maybe three. And she ends up being an adversary to the Enterprise. Right. So it was a different character. Yeah, it's not like... There's a lot of baggage. Yeah, it's not... She wasn't there throughout the series. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, before yesterday's Enterprise, she didn't exist. Right. We changed. That's the other thing Enterprise always does is it changed the sunlight. That was before the temporal rules, though. There were. Well, time travel throughout Star Trek is so messed up because <laughs> nothing corresponds with anything else. No. Like, it's totally different the way. Like in JJ's Star Trek, time JJ. travel is so much different than it is in any other Star Trek episode or movie. Yeah. So, who do we have next? Okay, so we're in the TNG movies. The TNG so movies. seven, eight, nine. Yes. And ten. Uh, seven, eight, eight, nine. Ten. Yeah, you're right. Ten. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Seven, eight, nine, and ten. Right. So, so who we, do we got, Aaron? We have Doctor Soren. What's his first name? Italian. <sighs> Tolian. Tolian Soren. Yeah. He is played by Malcolm McDowell. Right. Another big a- uh, actor from the 60s. He was in the, if people know it, Stanley Kubrick's uh, Clockwork Orange. He's the poor sucker that gets his eyes holed open in that movie. Have you ever seen it? I have not seen it. I actually haven't seen it either. I've seen pieces of it. So, mm-hmm. But he's in that movie. He, you know, He's well known. Mm-hmm. And he plays... What was Soren's whole background? Give us a little background. Uh, background. Uh, okay. So he was of the same species... That Guinan was, um, I think, Elor- Elorian, uh, something, Delorean. yeah, something along those lines. It was a Delorean. <laughs> uh, so uh, he's of us of a race of listeners. Uh, I never got that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because Guinan was supposed to be a listener yeah. and like a counselor mm-hmm. at the time. Here's the problem. Do you ever notice he had ridges on his head? I did not. He has kind of a. They all do, but Guinan doesn't. I don't know. I didn't see it. Watch it again. I think those were Watch just his <laughs> uh, wrinkles from being old. I think it was from being clockwork orange. <laughs> Maybe. But what um he does, and this is, again, another character that's a villain, 
but he really isn't a villain. Yeah. He thinks what he's doing is right. It's like a drug addict. Right. In fact, that's almost exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. He's addicted to being in the Nexus. The Nexus. Right. Just like Guinan says she was at one point. Right. But she broke from it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because, yes, it looks real. It's great. It's utopia. Right. It's not real. Right. So uh, Soren tries to steal, uh, what was it, Trilithium. Right. To bring the uh, the Nexus wave closer to him mm-hmm. to get himself in. Right. Now, here's my question. You had a starship. Mm-hmm. Well, a bird of prey. Right. Why don't you just fly into it? Because every uh, ship that has flown into the Nexus gets destroyed. But so did the planet. The planet gets destroyed by the shockwave, not from the Nexus. Okay, so he actually survives the enter, right. the entry into mm-hmm. the Nexus, just like Picard did. Right. They wouldn't have survived it if they were in those ships. They would have been just killed because they were... Right. But that doesn't make any sense because Picard was killed. I mean, Kirk was killed, and he went into it. Well, he went into it. Yeah, he wasn't killed. Oh, yeah, they, they yeah. just wrote that in. That Yeah. Remember, you had... He was presumed killed. Blo- Remember? Yep. Did Admiral Kirk pull the Enterprise <laughs> out of mothballs? Because right. he was neither an admiral nor even alive. Mm-hmm. Well, what they thought was alive. Right. But anyway, Soren, in the end, and the whole movie is based on this, mm-hmm. Picard's nephew dies, so does his brother, in a fire. Right. He's regretting the choices he's made in life and feels that time's running out. He has no family he has no you know life outside of Starfleet right very similar to Kirk uh-huh. and that's why they had Kirk in this and what Soren was is the same thing mm-hmm. he was afraid of time running out on him because right. he could only get back to the Nexus for so long unfortunately he wanted to kill thousands of people <laughs> right. in doing it yeah um when Picard is, there's actually a longer scene, if you watch it, they deleted a lot of the Nexus scene that Picard's in. Mm-hmm. There's more pictures of those bulbs that uh-huh. reminds him of the exploding star and the Enterprise. Okay. It's not just one that he saw. Yeah. Secondly, how is Guinan in it when she's out of it? Well, there's like a piece of her that's the always echo. there. Yeah. You mean, you mean the sound and the echo? Which would be Star Trek nemesis. But anyways, <laughs> the only thing I liked about Soren was how he was almost like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Uh-huh. Because he was like so, oh, Captain, you know, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And then he's like shooting people. Right. Well, you know the... how to play it. Yeah. 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 What did you think of the character? Um, did you like him? I thought he was an okay character. What did you think of the movie as a whole? Uh, like we said before, it would have been an awesome episode. Yeah. So his character really isn't one of the greats. Right. I think they rushed uh, Star Trek Generations right after... Well, they did. Yeah, right after the end of the series. In November, it came in, out right in, after yeah. the... Um, A couple of months later. Yeah. The end yeah. of the series was in May. The movie came out in November. Yeah. And it wasn't ready. They really weren't ready. No. Wasn't Frakes the one that directed that, too? I don't think so. He did First Contact. He and did First Contact. I think he only did First Contact. Only. Yeah. Anyways, who's next? The speaking, Borg. speaking of First Contact. The Borg Queen. The I Borg mean Queen. Queen. Hello, Queenie. 
Um, is she the Borg Red Queen or the Borg Black Queen? <laughs> the Queen of Hearts. Queen, or of, queen hearts of Diamonds. Or the Queen of Diamonds. Or Spades. Yeah, or Spades. Or, or what's the other thing? <laughs> Clubs. Clubs. Yes. <laughs> yes. She's the Queen of Club Feet. Yeah. Okay. So the Borg Queen. It was. I know where they came with it because yeah. a collective bees are a hive. Yeah. There's always a queen. Mm-hmm. They all do for the queen. They act for the queen. And they tow the line, but the queen is the head. Yeah. And even though you like it without almost like an anarchy, there's no mm-hmm. one mind. Right. It's been going on for so long that we don't know where the chicken and the egg which right. one was first. Mm-hmm. It's more like they took that story out and said, we got to be realistic here. We have to put a real enemy there. Because none uh-huh. of them could be an enemy. Right. None of those drones could act like an enemy. Yeah. You could have had a drone like a Hue. Or a Locutus. Or a Locutus. Yeah. But as you learn later on, Locutus really wasn't in charge. No, because in that movie we learn that the Borg, Borg Queen, Queen was with him. Was also at that original Borg Cube that Locutus was on. And why she didn't show herself? We don't know. Don't know. How she survived? Well, they also do that, too, Yeah, because they're supposed to be in many places at once. and Yeah, they say that, but they don't say how that is. How's the collective everywhere? Well, because there are physical ships. Well, there are physical queens. There's more than one queen, obviously. I guess. Because if there weren't, it'd be over in uh, Voyager, like I said before. Right. yeah. Which a lot of people say that's not true, because there are other queens, there are other, mm-hmm. um, what do they call them? The collective, the hives, different mm-hmm. hives. So. Yeah. But the Borg Queen was cool in the way she portrayed herself. Yeah, I thought it was cool. They yeah. picked the right person to do it. She was kind of, you know. Oh yeah, seduct- she was. A, she was a good actor. And, Actress. Yeah. Yeah, actor. Have you ever seen her without the Borg makeup? No. She's better looking with the Borg <laughs> makeup. Um, and then there was another woman who played her when she didn't in Voyager. Right. Remember, mm-hmm. it went to a different woman in Voyager and then in the end they brought back Alice yeah what was her name I don't Courage it sounds right yeah. yeah good good character wish they had gone with something more mysterious right than just you know a woman queen yeah yeah is she there was... a book king <laughs> I don't know there's Def- usually a king with a gang they never mention it and since we brought it up earlier they're supposed to be an androgynous group of yeah, they're not supposed to have a gender, according to Q. However, the drones of a bee colony are mutes. Mm-hmm. They don't have. Ah. So that could be what he meant. I guess, yeah. And Q never gave the total truth or the whole story. Right. It could just be that. He didn't want anybody to know it right away. <laughs> That'll um, be bad storytelling, right? Yep. <laughs> Now on to the next one. We have the Sona from Insurrection. By the way, mm-hmm. Insurrection again on Netflix. Right. You can download it, stream it. Well, stream it. Well, yeah. Insurrection. The Sona were the... It was weird because it kind of looked like they took the antithesis of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Of getting these facelifts yeah. and having your blood redone mm-hmm. and all of that to the extreme... They're over, what, 200 years old? Yeah, But they don't... The whole premise is this planet has a fountain of youth. Essentially. Essentially. 
it's just the rings. There's a an essence that comes off. Yeah, of like it. the radiation from the rings. But instead of hurting you, it keeps you young. Right. These people were there were a group of people who were exiled off mm-hmm. the planet. Right. When they were, they stopped getting the fountain of youth. They got mm-hmm. older. In order to mentally deal with it and aging, they started doing extreme plastic surgery. Right. But they are not really a great enemy. No. No. I mean, they're in here because we couldn't come up with a lot of things. There's only four <laughs> movies. So. Right. But the Sona would be at the bottom of my list. Yeah, because I agree. it's almost like they're whiny babies. Right. You know, I'm getting older. Yeah. They're trying to move them off the planet with the Federation's help. Right, they're trying to move the One Baku. admiral who's a real... He's really the villain of the story. Yeah. Because yeah. he has no positive to it except for financial... Not financial, but personal gain in Starfleet. Yeah. It could only make him higher in rank and more powerful. Right. Mm-hmm. He's really the enemy, Dowdy. Yeah. And the guy who played him was horrible. Right. But anyways, the Sona, their leader's name is Adar Ruafo. I right. call him Ruafo because I knew that was the, that's a stupid name. Yeah. But Ruafo, he basically wants to move him off the planet and then harness all of the regenerative power. Right. And destroy the planet. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. And, of course, the Enterprise comes in, and I, I just wish once in one of these movies the enemy would go, if it weren't for you meddling kids and your dog or your data or something like yeah. that. But basically they find out the whole point, and they're exposed, and Rafa blows up, and it was a horrible premise. Yeah. Not one of the better villains. Yeah. No. He was whiny too, remember? Yeah, he was. Yeah. He yeah. like screams at one point. Right. It's like the con thing, but like it sounds like a baby. Yeah, it's badly done. Yeah. That actor isn't that good anyway. No. And then finally Finally we have uh, The Shin- Echo yeah. after the voice. Yeah. Shinzon. Right. The what was he? Uh Praetor? Praetor. Yeah. He takes over the Romulan Senate, becomes the dictator. Mm-hmm. And what po- he was from Remus, although he's a clone of Picard, right? But not a full clone. Clone? <laughs> he's not a full clone. He's a, he's not a full clone. He's right. got some problems. They made him so he ages faster at some point, mm-hmm. so that it would catch up with Picard, right? And they were going to switch him out, which they never explained that either. No. Why were they going after Picard? Well, to infiltrate the Federation. I know it's the flagship, but they always pick. Yeah. You know. Why couldn't it be Kelsey Grammer's character on the... Well, which captain would have the most influence in Starfleet? Uh, Janeway. <laughs> Obviously, she became an admiral when she came back. Right, well, I would I would say the... You like my answer, <laughs> don't you? I would say the captain of the flagship of the Federation, uh, it, of, it, of Starfleet. And I would say you're dead wrong. Anyways, um, <laughs> see, I've never understood that flagship thing, mm-hmm. because... The Enterprise A was the flagship. It was always the Enterprise, right? Right, yeah. The problem is, is the best ship of the line is usually the flagship. Mm-hmm. Usually. Right. So it wouldn't have been the Enterprise A when it was. It would have been the Excelsior. Well, well, that's because the Constitution class Enterprise was still in service. Mm-hmm. And then... They probably didn't have a lot of Excelsior class starships, just the prototype. 
until you know then prize b comes along mm-hmm. anyway shinzon grows up as a slave because that plan was abandoned ditched yeah after the dominion war i believe is what they said no he was a com- like a commander in the dominion war oh, okay because the remans of the fighters yeah which by the way that was never brought up before yeah it was never let's just put that in the bible right he takes over Romulus. He starts trying to make a peace treaty, almost, mm-hmm. with the Federation to get Picard to come. Right. He's trying to extend his life because he's yeah. dying. Without mm-hmm. Picard's blood, he'll die. Right. So it's not totally a bad guy again. Mm-hmm. It's a very complex character. Right. At first, I think he was actually using his people mm-hmm. just to meet. And I think his pure intentions were... If he could convince Picard to be on his side, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have killed him. He would have tried to find a way to get the blood to reset, you know, regenerate yeah. his body. I truly believe that because at one part in the in the thing, the Reman general, who's his father, the Viceroy, mm-hmm. says, "Why are you trying to convince him to help us? You you know what we need him for." Yeah. And that's why I think it's more complex than just being a bad guy, a good guy, all that. In the end, he does become a raving lunatic. Right. But not the most evil villain of all the Star Trek movies. No. Or even the TNG movies. No. I, I feel The like, Borg was. Right. I feel like they were trying to come up with a Khan-type character for Picard. Or a Khan. Or a Khan. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Ah. But they didn't. But they didn't. And you can see that it was kind of like a copy in ways of Star Trek II. Mm-hmm. Data dies. Right. Spock dies. Mm-hmm. We all know that Picard is Kirk and Spock is Data. Data. Right. You know, you would have thought Riker would have been like the Spock, but that never happened. It can't. No. It, no, it can't. It wouldn't have been that way. No. But Shinzon is a lot like Picard. Right. Well, Crafty. it's his clone. Yeah. yeah. But younger. Green. Doesn't know what Picard knows. No. And in the end, he tries to kill Picard. He tries to take over the... Fe- he was going to take over the Federation. That's where he was trying to go. Yeah. He was going to use his Thaloron energy. Yeah, the radiation. There. Yeah, I love how they come up with a new thing every time. Right. Trilithium, Thaloron. <laughs> what, do the Romulans have everything? I guess so. Okay, so... <laughs> So that is, does that end, or what else do we well, have? Well, we also we also oh, have oh my God. Deep Space Nine, Nine Voyager. Let's just go through them because we got to get to the end of this. Yeah. So DS Nine, we have Galtukat. Big get bad guy. Big bad Big guy. Big bad guy. Um, Good character. Awesome character. Again, goes back and forth. Yeah. He's not totally bad. No. It's not good at all, but no. Great character. Yeah. Who else? Uh, the Dominion. Dominion was a great. Especially the, uh, what do you call it, the um, Wayunes type people, which yeah. we have Wayun. We have Wayun. Wayun yeah. was really good, and Jeffrey Combs was really good as him. Yeah, Because he was good like actor. the ultimate, like, he should have been in the office. He should have replaced, <laughs> um, uh, what's his Steve name? Carell. Steve Carell. Because yeah. he could have played that. That's what I thought of when I saw Wayun. Yeah. It was all about business. It wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't anything personal. It was all business. Right. And then we have the... The power rates. Power rates. Which end up taking over Galdicott right yeah. at the end and destroy the wormhole. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, right. shut it down. Yeah. Um, uh. <laughs> honorable mentions in Deep Space Nine would be everybody on Deep Space Nine. No, just kidding. 
my favorite right here. My favorite. Uh, At the Equest of Marty, we have. Leather and vinyl. <laughs> um, the Attendant, which was Kira Norris in the Mary Universe. Universe. Yes. And she was actually under who? The Klingons? I believe. The Klingon and the Cardassian, Cardassian Alliance. Yeah. yeah. Which was a weird one, too. Yeah. All right, next. Next, we have Sloan from Section 31, which I actually really like this character in this uh, whole, uh, like, secret organization inside the Federation. All right. What Section 31 was what? So it was basically a secret organization in the Federation that did the dirty work. Like the Gestapo for... Yeah. The, they did things that you didn't ask about. Right, yeah. And if you did, they would take you. Yeah. Okay, so who's next? Next we have the Marquis. The Marquis were featured in The Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, and Voyager. So they were kind of like a Federation... They were Federation citizens, but a uh, rebel They group. were the, um, the equivalent of kind of like anarchists. Yeah. Well, but they, also with the abilities in this day and age, the Tea Party or Occupy. That's what I think of when I think like of Occupy. them. Oh, the Occupy movement. Yeah. Um, well, I guess they were against the... They were militaristic. Cardass- they were against the Cardassians um, because from what I believe in... The next generation, there were some treaties signed with the Cardassians. With the Cardassians, and some Federation plants wound up in, in Cardassian, Cardassian which space, ended up, and it vice had to versa. do with the end of the Bajoran Cardassian War. The Cardassian uh, occupation, occupation, yeah, of uh, and that's how we got Deep Space Nine, right? Terek Noah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they were the Marquis. Decide, anyways. <laughs> I think that's why they picked that name too. Uh, probably, yeah. Voyager. So oh Voyager, my Lord. we have the everybody, <laughs> the Kazon, the Klingons of the Delta Quadrant. They weren't. They were. They were whiny babies. Yeah, um, I, I can. They see. reminded me if you took Klingons and mixed them kind of with Native Americans. I guess because they cause were different the tribes. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the Klingons were more. They were all united, but they all had their clans inside. Yeah. Who next? Uh, species 8472. The aptly named Species 8472. <laughs> we never learned... What were we, Species 33? No. What were we? I have no idea. Uh, bu- 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 Jerry Ryan there. Um, <laughs> 709 seven says our number at one point, but... The next is the Borg. They're in everything. They're, yeah, the Borg are there. I actually didn't like the Borg in Voyager. Because they broke some of their own rules. It, yeah. They, I don't know. They weren't the same canon. They weren't the same. They weren't. The and same. then we have the Vidians were. Uh, so they were dying from some disease. Mm-hmm. So they would go around and steal organs from other species. Yes. To implant them themselves. Basically, steal. They're harvesters, but they right. steal. It's black market almost. Market. <laughs> what the black market. Black Market. We're from Boston, by yes, the way. By the way, <laughs> I think we're doing a good job. Not Clark the car in the <laughs> We're doing a good job with our accents, I think. Yeah, with our accents. With you the just o- said accents. With the accents. All right, JJ Star Trek. Okay, the so last. JJ, we have no. It's not the last. Oh, right. <laughs> so, but in JJ, we just, just have Nero. just That's have all Nero. we have. Okay, Enterprise. Enterprise. We have the Sulaban, aka just the one we heard about. The name uh, Silic. Yeah. 
So the Suliban, they were the ones that could get under doors, through walls, they could bend themselves. Yeah, because of the Temporal Cold War and their alliance with some future guy. Do they even name the future guy? No, but he's referred to in the script, I think, as future guy. So they're given genetic alterations. To make them able to do what they do. Yeah. But they're not totally happy with that either. Well, some weren't. Yeah. And then there's the Zindi. The Zindi. My favorite, actually, of that whole series. Yeah. Because there were five different types. Actually, six originally, right? There was something like that. Or five there's originally, like the... and there's four. The avian. Avian. Le- lizard. Reptile. Rept- reptile. Reptilian. Yeah. Yep. Insectoid. Insectoid. There was a mammal. Mammal. And then, like, a sloth. Aquatic. Yeah. Sloth. Yeah, I think that's it. I think the six yeah. originally. And the yeah, and the avians are the only ones that aren't around anymore. You would think they would have been able to fly off their planet. I would think that the aquatic ones wouldn't be the ones around anymore. Unless they had the vehicles and they just got off the planet. Yeah, I guess. I think there was more to that story that could have been told, but Oh yeah, definitely. It was a good story. So Well, that's... it's something that they had to do for mm. the series to continue. continue. Yeah. yeah. What is this? Honorable mentions okay. for Enterprise. The Spear Builders. And they go along with the Zindi. But they're not Zindi. They're not Zindi. And they're weird looking. They kind of have like see-through skin. Something. I don't, I don't remember Strange. what they look like. The And they they shift in and out of t- the time, the space. Right. And that's why, that's why the expanse there... Messes with everything. Messes with everything. It's because the Spear Builders are changing the space to make it habitable for them. And they're the ones that told the Zindi that the Earthlings were going to uh, invade them. So it was a preemptive strike on the... um, Again, not a bad people. Right. Just misled. Right. When they tried to destroy Earth (laughs) and made a huge hole in Florida. Yeah. All right. Uh, Last one. Next, we have Shran, who is not... Really a bad guy, but kind of is. His whole race is bad guys. <laughs> so, although he, he likes, I'll tell you the females on that one. <laughs> I like the uniforms. I like the white hair. Bran mm. is Jeffrey Combs again. It's Jeffrey Combs who played why he's been in a ton. He was a ton of things in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. He played a Ferengi. Okay. Then he was Wayun, and then he was this character. Yeah. So he likes Archer. Refers to him as pink skin. Pink skin. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think a lot of them do that to humans. Yeah. Because they're blue-skinned. But they also have albinos. They do. Which we didn't know about. No. And they're blind. Right. But they're able to use their minds. Yeah, they have, like, psychic powers. And guess who tried to use that power? The The Romulans. (laughs) Actually, we see the precursor to the cloaking device. The the Romulans. Yeah, they have a a ship that has this uh, holographic projection that can look like other ships. Yeah, Romulans have a hand in everything, don't they? Yeah. Well, Enterprise was supposed to eventually lead up to the Romulan-Earth War. Which which would have been cool. I think that's what this series should have been. That would have been awesome. Yeah, started about six years later than it did. Yeah. And go from there. Yeah, put the Klingons into it at the beginning. Who cares? But do something. Right. Do something! (laughs) Anyways, um, so now we're on to our favorite part of the week. Yep, so this is our social network question. This week's question... Sub-Commander Gallo. (laughs) ...is, who is your favorite Star Trek villain? 
And who so, answered? So on Twitter, we have... How many twits did we get? Uh, we have a few. Uh, <laughs> we have at Mingo. At Mingo? I believe. M- How do you spell it? M- uh, sorry. At, Minigo. At underscore M-I-N-E-G-O. Which would be Min-Ego. <laughs> so he has two answers. Uh, the first one is the blob... sorry, Billy. No, <laughs> the blob from Skin of Evil... Because I hate Tasha Yar. Then next, he says, I just realized who the biggest villain in all Trek is. Troy's mom. That's horrible. (laughs) At YKB Urban uh, says, Lore, deceptively evil yet can come across as the normal data. His duplicitous nature is very Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Mr. Hyde. And it is exactly what I said earlier. Yeah. It's like you read this, but you didn't. That's I didn't. perceptive. Next, we have uh, at Dana1892. Uh, Q, because it knows all the secrets. Very good way to describe Q, because it's an it, not a he right. or a she. Right. Uh, next, we have... Actually, that would uh, be my number one villain, Rick Berman. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, at Remagowin. I'm promising we will get Aaron... Hooked on Phoenix. <laughs> I'm in phonics. So it's at R E M A G O E N. Remagoin. I'll ask him. I know this guy. Do you? Yeah. Uh, I'll ask him. So the Doomsday Machine. Do you steal it? Did you steal that and put it up there? That's no, no. Oh, I okay. like the Doomsday okay. Machine. Trekkie B47. Yep, this is our friend Eric. Okay. That gave us... Um, I want to know what the B47 is. We can ask him. Good. I'll ask him next time. So he says... Okay, that's horrible. Aaron. Aaron. Uh, Aaron. Then he has an arrow and says, reason enough. <laughs> reason enough? Yeah. What's the reason? Always love the echo with that. <laughs> Like, it would echo in space if it could ever get through the wall of rock that was above him. Right. Next we have at DJ Fun. Mm-hmm. DJ Fun says, I like Q because of his powers that are beyond time and space, and also because he appears in multiple of the shows. Next we have at Ninja underscore C-H-H-I-M. Gultukat was one of the most dynamic villains. That's true. He was dynamic, yeah. but he wasn't as good as Khan. I would probably say he was better than Khan. All right, so next we have at X Random O Cities X. So she basically has Borg written uh, like 20 times. <laughs> Borg? Borg, 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 Borg. Oh, she likes the Swedish chef. Yeah. <laughs> really? Uh, so, the Borg. All right. So, next we have at Lee. Lee. Understand. Underscore Hutch. Did I say understand? Yeah. Lee at underscore Hutchison. Hutchison. Yeah. Uh, he says. Wayoon. Wayoon. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. Next, we have Facebook. So, next, we have Nicole B. She says Q and Borg Queen. And next we have a really long answer. Uh, and who is this? This is Nikki M. 
And uh, she says, uh, first, it would be Soren from Generations. Why? I'm summarizing, but... Basically, she says what I said earlier. Yeah, you felt for the character. Yeah. It wasn't total evil. Right. He wasn't doing it really to kill anybody because he didn't think it would kill them. He Wait. thought, well, yes and no, though. Yeah. He thought they would be saved by the Nexus. I don't think so. I think he was being selfish. He just wanted anything to do to get back like to the Nexus. Like a drug addict. Yeah. Uh, she also says yeah. Nero, for, Nero? Ba- for basically the same reason. You can emphasize uh, with the character because uh, he was going through grief and loss. Yes, but when I go through grief and loss, I don't... Like, for instance, when I lost my grandfather, mm-hmm. and I went through grief and loss, I didn't go out and shoot somebody else's grandfather. Think about it, because that's mm-hmm. what he did. Right. It wasn't Spock's fault. No, but he wasn't just going after Spock. Yeah, it was the whole... Uh, next. That whole group of people <laughs> called the Federation. Next we have... 200 years before they existed, really. Go ahead. Next we have Eric Dewey from Four-Eyed Critics. Do we? Yes. Or don't we? Oh. Uh, so he says his first instinct is to pick the Borg. However, he doesn't think they're deep enough to be a truly bad-ass villain. Really? Uh, so instead, he'll pick Q, without whom we may never have encountered the Borg at all. At least not until Voyager. Okay. And is this the last Facebook? Uh, no. Next no. we have Ashley W. Uh, hmm... My favorite would probably be either Khan or Q, but Q was very annoying in one of the TNG episodes. He was annoying in many of the episodes. He was annoying Q? Yeah. But so was Khan in the TN um, the original series. Well, I thought he was not a, as often. You think about it, no, just once, but if yeah. you think about it, he's about as bad of an overactor as Shatner was. I thought he was good as Khan though. In the movie, yes, not in the original I thought, series. I thought the episode was pretty good. Did you? Yeah. Uh, okay, so the final portion of the show. You know what puts my quantum state into flux? So, the Borg Queen. Uh, before the introduction of the Borg Queen, the Borg had no gender. They were faceless. Or agenda. No, they had an agenda. They had an agenda. Uh, they had no gender. <laughs> they had no gender. They were uh, faceless, pretty much. Because uh, their faces were covered, basically. Well, they were covered, but there was... You didn't know who they were. Yeah. A single mind with a single purpose. The Borg Queen kind of humanized them. It made them uh, less menacing, in my opinion. Okay. I don't know if you agree with that or not. I would agree with that. I just think they needed the Queen to go further. Mm-hmm. You can't have a faceless enemy. Mm-hmm. Even V'ger had a face. It was Ilea. Yeah. Well, what they could have done is exactly I what like they... A, a Hugh? A Locutus. Yeah, a Locutus. Um, they could have taken him back, and that would have been cool. Yeah. They almost did. Right. And it's like, even with 709, that's what they did with 709. She was a person to speak for the Borg. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because yeah. they wouldn't show her off. Well, yeah. Uh, well, hey, she's kind of good looking for a... Deca- for a a decapitated bust of a person who looks like they're, de- you know, decaying. Right. She's hot. Yeah. So, I mean, they could have just um, had Borg drones that were designated to be... Intermittent person, yeah. Yeah. 
Or drone, yeah. Right. I think that would have been better. Mm. You just want to see a Borg king. <laughs> well, you what sexist if that, that son of a gun, you. That probably would have been either Locutus or Data. Well, that's, yeah. They wanted a second. Yeah. Yeah. That probably is where it goes. Yeah. You know, at the end of these, what fluxes my flux capacity? What is it fluxes my... <laughs> Do you know what puts my quantum state into flux? At the end of these, I want you to say, and remember, take care of yourself and one another. I'm Jerry Springer. <laughs> that's what I want you to say at the end of these. All right, so anything else uh, for this week? No, I think that's it for this week. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. So next week, next show, not mm-hmm. next week, because I keep on saying that. It's not yeah. next week. It's whenever we're on again, two right. weeks from now. Right. What's going to be our show? Um, see, I know you mentioned doing Heroes. But no, no, I was joking with that. Yeah, okay. It's too hard to do yeah, that. Because there's really that. only three or four real heroes. Right. And I don't want to spend two hours talking about Picard and Kirk. Yeah. What I was thinking about... <laughs> Janeway. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, doing was uh, time travel. Sounds good. Breaking the... What was it called? Temporal Prime Directive? Right. Yeah. Let's do that then. Yeah. So we'll put out a question out there, but mm-hmm. let's think of something right now for people to think about. Uh, so maybe... If you were to travel to a time mm-hmm. in any of the Trek spans, even the one in the future from Enterprise, where the J existed, okay. which one would you pick and so, why? So which... Uh, time period. Which time period in the so Star we're Trek talking, universe? So we're talking the 22nd. Yep. The 23rd, the 24th, the 28th, and the... Well, it goes like... I think it goes all the way up to the 31st. 31st. Yeah. Yeah. But they only went to 28 and 31st. Right. So any of those, and tell us why. What in those series captivated you about that? Okay. Okay? Cool. All right, well... Take care of one another <laughs> and yourself. So I'm Aaron Gallo. And I'm Marty Hogan. And thanks for listening. You have been listening to the Starfleet Escape Podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. End transmission.